This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. first question comes our way via text hey horror freaks this is rachel from oregon so i love the classics and blockbuster horror films but i really love weird and even strongly disliked films by the masses aka cult classics two of my favorites are a cure for wellness and neon demon what are the films that you like that would be in that cult classic category thanks love the podcast keep up the good work uh I, I I totally have an answer for this, and I'm in no way buying time. Megan, what do you think? I like weird stuff that most people don't. I mean, Bo is Afraid is probably one that I saw. Mm. It's three hours. Yeah. It's not fully horror. It's definitely more comedy, dramedy, uh, with some definite flirtation with horror. But I, I saw that. I'm like, audiences, ma- most audiences, general audiences are going to be not know what to do with this or ben wheatley's movies you know like a field in england <laughs> that type of stuff in the earth um the weird kind of psychedelic folk horror stuff that is yeah. i guess that stuff that's really hard to like classify i like it i like it so yeah a bag that's dancing around in the breeze that's the most beautiful thing that anyone's ever seen okay <laughs> american beauty <laughs> that's a movie that aged well totally how about you, Zena? Name another movie that aged well. <laughs> well, okay. I kind of got a little bit confused by this question. You know, um, mm. I just kept on focusing on, like, classic blockbuster, but then I was panicking, like, wait, what? I don't know. Ah, but okay. I'm just going to go stick with them with weird, you know, yeah. types of movies. So uh, immediately what came to mind, uh, there's this Japanese movie called Tag. It is oh. insane. Oh. <laughs> yeah, like... The wind kills people. There's pig people. There's drone shots that scare you. Um, Sad yeah, Sono and then also definitely any of he, his movies. Yeah, any of his movies. Yeah, because like I remember when um, the movie first came out, especially when it came here to the U.S. And I just saw that first clip where those girls are on the school bus, and I'm like, "Whoa, this is gonna be great!" And then that movie from that scene completely it, it just becomes a whole new movie. It is you not know? that so, movie at the end. No, yeah, agree. Yeah, you're. You're in for a ride with that one. And then um, I do have like a couple. Rubber comes to mind. Because... That would fit. That would fit. Wait, yes. wait, 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 wait. No, there's a, we got a real hard stop. No. You're calling out Rubber as a movie that you like? Yeah. She said it before. <sighs> I feel like it's a movie that's infuriated you. It did, but I still like it. Like you want to find it <laughs> 
there, I do. I have a couple of movies like that where it's Absolutely. just like it, it, it makes me upset, like Cabin Fever, and you know what Eden is Dennis, Lake. what pancakes? Yeah, eating all oh, eating leg. Oh my God, speak no evil. I was ready to fight everybody, you know. So. <laughs> But it doesn't mean that I hate it. So, but um Oh, see, I totally interpreted that you that you hadn't grown to love it, that your first take had planted deep-seated emotions about it. It's kind of how I feel about the Slumber Party Massacre, like the first one. I have Mm. a hate-love relationship with it, you know? But you can't deny that it's just it's weird. You know, I haven't seen anything (laughs) like it, you know. Mm -hmm. Um and then also Calvair, I spoke about this like a couple of uh, weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Just watch it and you'll you'll know what I mean. And um, I have to throw in their Death Spa because... Um, ah, I was just watching Death Spa. Yeah, it's... Th- the thing that frazzles me, though, <laughs> just real quick, <laughs> is It's that, just one thing in that movie? <laughs> yeah, I, I can tolerate a lot. <laughs> but there's just one thing that that's just kind of like, I love it. I do. Um... But okay, this is kind of like a spoiler. So yeah, when we find out the ending and who it is, who it's coming from, mm-hmm. right? And it's just like, girl, you did all that. Why didn't you, <laughs> instead of, since you have the power of possession, why are you possessing objects? Why don't you possess his new girlfriend and then you can get revenge? She's like going in machines and, okay, but anyway, that's She's a just hole. extra. She was too, because she's just <laughs> salty. Like, it's a good time. It really is. And what I think is really cool, too, I remember when I first checked it out around that time, it was like early or late 2000s. I, around where I lived, I couldn't really find anybody that enjoyed the movie. So, yeah. Sorry, back on track. Would it have changed if the name carried over from its European title and it was just released as Witch Bitch here? Would that have been a little (laughs) bit different? I think that people would have loved it. But now I'm meeting so many people who, like, really love this movie now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it I I I don't have a good answer for this. It because I I love eighties grindhouse horror cheese. You know, like Doom Asylum and Mutilator and Pieces and Graduation Day and all these movies that I I think can only be considered cult classic. Like I don't know if they are a cult classic or if they're just a quote unquote bad eighties horror movie that I really love because. They're kind of taking themselves seriously, but well, not in the case of Doom Asylum, but 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 not really taking themselves seriously. The only thing I could think of would be like Dark Castle movies. I think a lot of Dark Castle movies don't get very good, you know, like like um Death Ship or or not Death Ship. Ghost um, Ship. Ghost Ship, thank you. Death Ship is a very different movie. Uh <laughs> like Ghost Ship or even like House on a Haunted Hill and uh, uh House of Wax. I feel like a lot of them don't critically get great reviews, but they're really fun to watch. Like, they're just good fan. I don't even know if they'd be fan service. They're just fun horror movies. So there's you're not really an answer. (laughs) So let's just move right on. And our second one came in via email. Hi, guys. John from Oklahoma. My question is for John and Megan. But Xena won't be left out. (laughs) What horror movie would you put Xena in if you could see her reactions? I personally would love to see her in something like Quiet Place or Don't Breathe. Intense. Think the hunt would be another fun one. Nothing personal. Xena, you're amazing. 
You do react in some crazy, unforeseen ways, though. Love the show and stay soiled. I got a new t-shirt right there. Stay soiled. Yep. I I I thought hard about this one. I thought about this one a lot more than I thought about the first one, that's for sure. And my go-to answer was almost immediately nobody gets out alive. Oh wow. Or no one gets out alive. <laughs> but I don't I, I got worried because I know that Xena's go-to in a horror movie is to fall down and die. <laughs> Pretty much. And, I like the idea of trapping her in a scenario where she couldn't run away, <laughs> but I also don't just want her to fall down and die. Yeah, yeah. So, but then I thought it's got to be something fashion related. We got to get her involved a little. I want to see her in fabric. In, yeah. in fabric. Okay, you know. Because it's twisted and weird, but you get a nice dress. All right, I'll take it. At least I'll die looking pretty, so. There you go. That's all that matters. You're going to see some weird stuff going on after hours in that shop. <laughs> Love you, Megan. I had similar thoughts as far as, you know, Xena's our fashionista. She's she we don't want her to just drop on the floor in fetal position right away. <laughs> also, she's she's my horror sister. So I was thinking, like, how can I have her have fun? Or how can I have fun watching her have fun? I just was thinking, like, Megan, what what would Xena do oh, yeah. with Megan? What would I she do? Dance. What would she do? I mean, obviously, I thought Night of the Demons because that was so mm. formative for her. But but that's too easy because she <laughs> she would just pull a Roger. So what if Night of the Demons two? <laughs> what if what if Hello Mary Lou prom night two? I feel like Xena <laughs> versus Mary Lou would be mm. would be that'd be pretty fun. I think. I don't know. How do how do you think? I don't, I mean, I think I would still die, you know, but okay, maybe I can still look pretty. So I'm okay. I'm okay with that. And with me, I would love to be in the movie, Megan. We could just dance. I mean, sure. Get right? rid of all the people. I only have like four friends. So I was, I was literally thinking dance numbers. Yeah. Slumber party massacre too. You might die, but you would totally have a fun pillow fight before you I get would. there. So. And I would uninvite Maria. By the way, <laughs> she she can't come. There you but yeah, go. I mean this this question really made me laugh. But um, <laughs> I I don't think I would survive a quiet place or don't breathe because <clears throat> I'm. You guys know I get stressed, so yeah. it's just. And then on top of that, when we do record, I'm always eating snacks. So can you imagine <laughs> me trying? quiet so i wouldn't all survive. you would go is in that shop and you would see all the chips that are left and that's you'd be what like, i mean <laughs> you were saying didn't make chips. the opening credits she's just the right? rapper floating in the background pretty much or even um with the movie the hunt like no i wouldn't survive i'd probably end up being just like yoga pants emma roberts <laughs> like <laughs> where i'm gone so fast and, and i'm fine with that i my heart can't take it i would have never made it anyway oh <laughs> Yeah, I, I believe in you. On the cusp of the writer's strike, uh, I'm not saying we're scabs or anything. We support the writers. But at the same time, Hollywood, if if you need some ideas, <laughs> we, we got a lot of ideas all involving Xena right there. Gosh, I don't know if I'm that entertaining. Like, it's just, oh, yeah, <laughs> let's go party at this haunted house. I'll, yeah, I'll be there. And then I won't show up. Oh, my car broke down. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I fell asleep. So, oopsie. Yeah. 
Speaking about bad excuses that keep us out of social engagements, welcome to the Buddy Disgusting <laughs> Podcast, everyone, the podcast where we discuss all the disgusting things we love in the horror world. And to help us discuss the disgusting, you know her as lead movie critic for Bloody Disgusting, horror movie fanatic and journalist Megan Navarro. Hey, Megan. Hey. And you know her from her YouTube channel and website, Real Queen of Horror, her infant love for the genre, Zena Dixon. Hey, Zena. Hello. And I'm John. If you're listening to this on a Wednesday when the episode drops, you hope your week's been filled with all the best kinds of horror. And if not, we're going to do a quick round the table for the movies, books, games, or anything else in horror that are making the three of us smile right now. Maybe there'll be things that'll make you smile too. So, Zena, what's been filling your heart this week? <laughs> okay. Yeah, sure. Um, so It's I been a while. <laughs> yeah. I watched uh, the gory horror comedy Botched from 2007 on Apple TV. So this one is basically about this professional thief um, whose luck just ran out and his name is Richie and he's the only survivor from a heist that's gone terribly, terribly wrong. So just think if anything, like everything wrong was just going wrong, you know? So he's forced to take the rap and then he's sent to Russia to steal like this priceless antique cross um, that just so happens to be locked on the penthouse floor in a Moscow-like skyscraper. So, um... Yeah, the the kills are so much fun in this one. This movie to me is hilarious. Either you'll love it or you'll hate it. Um, and I think I remember seeing this movie when it came out, and this may be the reason why I don't like elevators. So, oh, yeah, I'll leave it at that. But yeah, if you um, because I was I made a list for Bloody Disgusting's uh, TikTok. Follow us, by the way. Um, they're basically about you know <laughs> ten apartment themed tour movies to prepare you for Evil Dead Rise. And this was one of them that made the list. And so this one takes place in a really cool, like, high rise. The, the setting's cool. There's booby traps all over. This one, just to keep it simple, it's bloody. There's traps. There's bodies on hooks. Um, there's human sacrifice. There's flaming rats. Uh, someone's head explodes. Like, flaming it's just, rats. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a good time. So, But if you like, like the horror comedies, like Black Sheep or um, Severance, I think that you'll enjoy Ooh. this one. Mm. yeah then i um checked out midnight offerings from 1981 it's a made for tv movie i watched it on dvd but it is for free right now on youtube so this was a blind buy for me it's basically about a good teenage witch who fights a bad teenage witch that sounds and there's some <laughs> your movie that's that's your right movie. that's that's literally why i bought it you know it's a made for tv movie and there's witches you know um, so yeah, this is so-called mean girl named Vivian and she has magic powers and she rules the school. She rules the town. She rules her boyfriend. But then her boyfriend, David, he's like, I'm sick of you. And it's like, how? When she was just like keeping him safe and keeping him on the football team, even though he's terrible, because whenever like he was failing a class, she would just kill the teachers. So even though she was doing that, she seemed pretty cool to me and like a loyal <laughs> girlfriend. But then, you know, David's sick of her. And then he meets this new girl named Robin. And Robin just so happens to have magic powers too. And instead of these girls becoming friends and teaming up against David because he's boring and he's a flip-flopper, they go <laughs> against each other. And it's just like, why? Like, clearly they, they clash violently and you know, I know Vivian, like I said, she's supposed to be the mean girl, but I kind of liked her. I thought what she a was name. a good time and she had, yeah. She had fabulous, like, feathery hair. Like, how does she do that? But anyway, if magic. you, uh pretty probably you know everybody in this movie has magic everyone oh, except, except me. david so and david you know i'm so sick of him but yeah <laughs> if you like witchy women um you should check out this movie awesome nice. how about you megan sometimes you just gotta watch a movie based on a title and a 
in an image. Um, so I mm. rented Frostbiter, Wrath of the Ooh. Wendigo. This was released in 95 by Trauma Entertainment. Um, you know, they released Death by Temptation. So this was like acquisition, not something they made. It was actually made in 1988 uh, in Michigan. I'm saying that because it is very evil dead-ish inspired mm. so this Ooh. one is and i'm i'm taking i'm gonna read you the imdb synopsis because it cracks me up a duo of gun happy redneck hunters stupidly break a sacred circle in a hunting spree which releases the deadly wendigo the wendigo kills many of the hunters gruesomely it says many but there's two and it's, that, that's not what happens. Uh, leaving the chosen woman and a gun-toting idiot to destroy the deadly beast. That part is accurate. Mm. There is a sacred circle. It gets broken. And uh, the Wendigo in this movie, this this movie is, I'm not going to say it's good, but it is very entertaining. It's on par with stuff like um, Demon Wind or Spookies as far as low-budget cheese uh inter very entertaining processed cheese um but it makes not a whole lot of sense plot wise you know a circle's broken the demon the wendigo is summoned but it's not your typical wendigo it's not like cannibalism in the snow it's an evil spirit who has henchmen in the form of other demons so there's a chili demon and anytime <laughs> this demon comes on from the chili pot. There is a chili song. Um, <laughs> there is some kind of hag witchy woman thing. There is there's a variety. And then there's like this whole stop motion animated sequence. It's pretty epic for this low budget feature. Uh, so what I'm saying is if you need some chili cheese with your horror, this is this is probably real good for you. Real good. Um, it is it is silly fun. And if you like like spookies and and uh, demon wind so good times and uh polar opposite ends of, of quality and horror <laughs> style there i also watched wicker man this is available at a few places i watched it on shutter it turns 50 this year but yeah, the original wicker the man. original the original <laughs> 1973 wicker man um yeah it turns 50 technically at the end of the year but i watched it because today as a recording is may day which is where the movie is set it mm. takes place on may day and around may day and may day festive festivities and you know trying to make sacrifices for the oncoming harvest um so yeah it has a police sergeant uh howie he arrives on this remote scottish island called summer isle He's a devout Christian. That's important because he's there because he received an anonymous letter that a girl has gone missing, a girl named Rowan. And so he's there to find out what happened, even though the locals are like, we she's she doesn't she's not around. She doesn't she doesn't exist anymore. Um, anyways, so, yeah, it's basically not a horror movie for a long part of it, except this guy investigating and realizing that these people are pagans. You know, they're just having sex out in the fields all gathered around together or you know they're teaching their children in the schoolrooms about phallic maypoles and whatnot uh and then you know surprise there is a horror ending that has solidified its ranks as a folk horror classic it's one of the three foundational folk horror movies so yeah i don't it's great christopher lee is great it's it's really yeah. interesting i think it's uh if you like midsummer then you need to watch wicker man so yeah nice as I mentioned or teased last week, I guess, uh, during our Scream 6 deep dive, I watched 2023's Evil Dead Rise in the theater. 
A twisted tale of two estranged sisters whose reunion is cut short by the rise of flesh-possessing demons, thrusting them into a primal battle for survival as they face the most nightmarish version of family imaginable. I don't know where to start. Um, I feel like it's it's almost a tough movie for me to talk about. Uh, I... When, when a few episodes back when Megan had mentioned watching it and calling it or seeing the, the three point or three and a half out of five and go ahead and go read a <clears throat> review too. I, I get it. I get all that. Like I, I remember watching it and pretty quickly, probably within the first 30 minutes, I was like, okay. Like I, I see like, it's not, it's not what the evil dead was. And it's not what like the original trilogy was out of the five, not counting Ash versus the evil dead as, is its own thing. I would rank this probably like fourth out of my favorites. Army of darkness is still number five for me just because it's such a tonal shift. Like it's fun, but it's just not in the same vein for me. Um, the, the, the use of the demons mm-hmm. I loved like the creature effects, the actual, gross out like what they what the demon was and how it acted and the horrible things that happened with it and just staying so true to the mockery aspect Mm -hmm. of what the demons and the deadites are i really love that um i i didn't care so much about the setting like Mm. i guess the setting itself like it's it's demons in a high rise well it's in an apartment building on like the sixth floor. Yeah. Like it wasn't, I was thinking it was going to be like demons too. The f- yeah, or yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was going to be like on the 40th floor. They're going to be fighting their ways down, whatever. Yeah. It's not that it, it's, it's just in an urban setting in the cabin an, is an a single building. apartment. Exactly. Yes. So uh, yeah. So, which I hope doesn't ruin anything for anyone who didn't see it, but I want you to go in with that understanding that this is still all, all it is really is, uh, uh, apartment instead of a cabin that's basically just juxtaposing the two there isn't any necessarily more added to the story except for the um the process by which the necronomicon comes into possession um and you know just another excuse to not let your kid be a dj i suppose <laughs> um if you have the apologies to any djs <laughs> out there listening but if you've seen the movie now you know uh don't do that um yeah, I, I liked it. It was a fun watch. I'm glad I saw it. I think it's good within the series. Um, but it, it was it was good for me. It wasn't like I, I it's not like I left and I was like, I need to rewatch this. Um maybe part of it was just how I felt about the chemistry between the characters themselves or or I don't want to say the contrivance of why they're all together. Like it's the wrong word, but like the vehicle by which they're all together in this place at this time. And this is happening. is kind of like, Oh, okay. Like it, it was almost doesn't matter. Go watch it for yourself. The point is I liked it. Uh, I, I, I visually, it's still very strong mm-hmm. as a visual presentation. Like it's a good, it's a great looking horror movie and it's got great demon and creature effects. It's the story that's kind of like, Oh, Okay. That that was that was the vehicle to get us <laughs> the demon effects. Like, okay, here's the story. Here's how it happened. Um, so yeah, I definitely want to give it another watch too, because I am the guy who fully admits that I watched the Evil Dead and like with my arms crossed, like, this isn't the original. <laughs> what are they doing? 
So I might rewatch it and be like, okay, like maybe I was a little hard on it. Maybe I had had too much tequila beforehand uh, at the Mexican place across the street. That's not true. Or maybe didn't you have didn't have enough. I don't know. Maybe I didn't have enough. That's the problem. I needed more tequila. Yeah. Cinco uh, de Mayo soon. So there you go. That's true. I could go right back. Um, so yeah, I liked it. I'm glad that it exists. I, I can't, I, I'm looking forward to it again. I don't think that it's, I wasn't upset by what it is. I definitely say I, a three and a half or three and a half, four totally makes sense to me out of five. It is, it just isn't my favorite of the series. And maybe someone out there, it is their instant favorite. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Cool. Works for me. Do you think that we got, that we should do like a deep dive? I think that could be fun. A deep dive on Evil Dead Rise or on the series? I guess the series Ooh. is too much. Well, yeah, that would be a lot. I mean, we could break it up, but I think maybe just on Evil Dead Rise, that could be a good time. I'd be interesting to to talk more about it, how it exists within the realm of canon, if it even exists within the realm of canon. Yes. Because it's almost no. a reboot. It's It's not a reboot. It exists within the canon because he went off of the Army of Darkness three books, which... Which yeah. is why I feel like we should do a deep dive on it because I have oh, thoughts on that. See, I didn't even pick okay. up on that. But oh, see, that's okay. why it's like if you go, if you're being like a hardcore stickler, which we're horror fans, so we can be. Um, <laughs> they were not three books. A couple of them were dummies. So yeah, yeah. Mm. One of them just bit Ash's hand, and the other sucked him into a void. Yeah. So I mean, he he's going <laughs> off of like there were three volumes, and this is a volume, or just that scene is what triggered him to insist that there are multiple volumes of the Book of the Dead. So that's that's why this is not the original book. This is another book. Um, so, yeah, but there's a lot of things. I saw it again last week. Um, so I have lots of thoughts. I have more thoughts that we could save for a spoiler episode. Okay. Not not this uh, one. We, we Yeah, we might have to drop the, that poll out on social media if you guys want us to do a deep dive on Evil Dead Rise. Because now that Megan said all that, I kind of feel like I need one. Maybe we'll just talk a lot after we stop recording there you go. so I can get some closure. There you go. Um, and I went back for some more nostalgia in its own right. I didn't watch a whole lot of horror last week. I watched a whole lot of episodes of Columbo, uh, but I did pull out my DVDs and watch season six of Tales from the Crypt, which I'm not doing movie guy voice or anything like that. I just watched season six of Tales from the Crypt. It's Tales from the Crypt. Do a, do uh, a Crypt Keeper voice. Oh, do God, the I can't do that. Can you do the giggle? <laughs> I can't even do it. I don't want to. Because I'm afraid that in my head, I'm like, I think I could pull that off. And then the noise that comes out is not going to be that. And then it's just another bad impression that John does. Oh, we love it. <laughs> we do. Uh, but I watched in particular the ones that I watched were uh, Comes the Dawn, which is a, I'm not even going to say spoilers. It just is what it is. It's 94 yeah. when this came out. Like, it's fine. Uh, which is a vampire tale. Very uh, pre-30 Days of Night type scenario which might have even actually inspired the creation of 30 days a night strangely enough um 99 and four one hundredths percent pure horror the longest title of any horror <laughs> short ever about uh spooky soap we'll say um and then you murderer and the reason i want to talk about this is actually because of you murderer because this was the first as, as we've gone over if you're a new listener Zena and and Megan are the lifelong horror nerds who saw horror, scary horror, way too young. 
by quote unquote standards. I'm the guy who started to discover horror in like high school and then develop then it steamrolled like in college and after college. And but you murderer, for those of you who don't recognize the title, but remember who've watched Tales from the Crypt, it's the Humphrey Bogart episode of Tales from the Crypt. And it this is important to me because this is the first time I really remember starting to get into Tales from the Crypt in the first place. Mm-hmm. I would love to say I was an early adopter. I just wasn't. That's okay. You're here now. Yeah, you're here I now. I am. That's all that matters. Yeah. Uh, it took me a while to find the path, but I'm on you're it. Honest. That's all that matters. You're, you're where you're supposed to be. Yeah. And You Murder, the reason it was a big deal is because it was really ahead of its time as in, in terms of the technology for twofold. One, the main character is Humphrey Bogart. It's Humphrey Bogart footage uh, photoshopped, I guess, for lack of a better word, on top of an actor's body. Composited. So, like the words and yeah, exactly. Uh, on top, so like when there's a delivery, like they'll show him in the mirror, and it'll be Humphrey Bogart saying a line from Casablanca or Maltese Falcon or whatever movie, and and then it'll cut away and it'll be all first person POV, and then it'll be his voice, and they kind of talk about why he looks like Humphrey Bogart and all this stuff. Uh, but also the idea of because he looks in the mirror so many times, you never see the camera, which was a huge deal that they had to figure out how to be super creative, that you have this direct view into a mirror and you don't see a camera. And I just remember how much they were, because I think it might've even been Robert Zemeckis who directed this one and John Lithgow was in it and just how big of a deal they were making. This technology is cutting edge. And like, you go back and watch it and you're like, that's where we were. That's how that's how it started. You know what? I'll still take it over de-aging technology personally, but it's it's a little bit funny to go back and re- and very strongly remember how excited people were for like, look what we can do. And now you watch it and you're like, I can do that on my laptop too. <laughs> right now. But obviously it's time, it's technology, whatever. But I just I just remember very strongly they had like a whole making of talking about this and like there was all this press behind it and then just going back and being like, okay, it's a Tales from the Crypt episode with John Lithgow. I'll watch it. Um, but it's just, they're just all classics. I agree. Even it comes the dawn, which feels like a, a movie condensed into 22 minutes oh, wow. to the point where it's like, you are rushing through stuff. I feel like <laughs> you could have dragged this out. I have no idea how you jumped as fast as you did. And I love Michael Ironside. I could watch more of him, but yeah. So Tales from the Crypt season six. Good show. Go, go find that somewhere. Someone stream it. Come on. I know I the know. rights are terrible and everything. Can you guys just shake hands Jeez. and release it for people? Come on. For real. Stop being mean. All right, before we move on, what did we watch and how did we watch it? Um, I checked out Botched on Apple TV and Midnight Offerings on DVD, but it's currently free on YouTube right now. I watched Frostbiter, Wrath of the Windigo on VOD. I rented that on Prime Video. And The Wicker Man, which is available at a variety of places, including Shudder. 1973 is The Wicker Man. <laughs> but go watch Nick Cage, too. The Bees. Oh, yes. No, yes, The Bees. Sorry. And I watched uh, 2023's Evil Dead Rise in the theaters and season six of Tales from the Crypt on DVD. All right. Do y'all have homework for me? Because clearly I cannot be trusted to not just watch old like 80s TV shows. Yeah, I mean, if you're having fun. (laughs) 
I am. I'm having a great time. Uh, but I, I need help because <laughs> I'm going to go right back to him otherwise. Uh, Megan, you got one for me? Yeah. It's uh, sometimes you just spoon feed me homework assignments for you. Oh, um, so I'm just no. regurgitating what you mentioned, not having seen yet, that I'm surprised by. So Southbound is on Tubi. Yes. Oh, okay. That was the one that I I hadn't even heard of. Okay. Southbound? Is... I feel like there was an... What? What do you mean you haven't heard of? Yeah. Remember when we're talking about a favorite anthology? Oh, okay. And you guys mentioned Southbound. I'm like, I don't even, I'm not even okay. sure what that okay. is. Okay. Yeah. And that was followed by the collective gasp. And I'm redoing <laughs> it. I remembered you haven't seen it, but I couldn't remember the why. <laughs> yeah. The it was that gasp circle. of... It is. Exactly. Uh, Zena. Um, okay, have you seen Inside on Shudder? It's a French movie, it's bloody, and it's fun. Nope, haven't seen it. Okay, yeah! Nice. Shutter. One for one on that one. Inside, which you said is on Shudder? Yes. All right, thank you. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, enough about what we've been watching this week. It's time for Megan to bring us up to speed on the news and trending topics in the world of horror. So what's going on, Megan? A lot. A lot. <laughs> uh, CinemaCon took place last week. Uh, for those that don't know what CinemaCon is, it's an annual convention in Vegas. Um, for it's, it's meant for, you know, theater exhibitionists and people working in the movie theater industry, uh, programmers and the like. They... Basically go and studios run down their upcoming slate. You know, that includes, you know, title reveals, footage, trailer debuts, some sneak peeks. A lot of this stuff doesn't make it online because it's for theater uh, exhibitionists, people who are going to be programming and booking these these movies and stuff. So a lot of times you're just getting descriptions of footage and title reveals. Not a whole lot of it mm-hmm. makes its way online. Um, so for example, we learned last week that the upcoming exorcist movie from David Gordon Green will be titled exorcist believer. There are descriptions of the footage shown there. Uh, the next conjuring movie is going to be titled the conjuring last rites. For example, we also learned that Ben Wheatley's upcoming sequel to the Meg titled Meg to the trench will lean into the prehistoric terror. The 2018 film didn't quite do, um, the rap recapped footage shown there, and I'm just going to read exactly what the this is what the rap reported. The trailer opens with two landbound prehistoric monsters eating a large bug with on screen text warning that for 65 million years, no uh, for 65 million years, one species ruled the world. The T-Rex? No, the Meg. And it eats a T-Rex. Jason Statham is recruited again by Cliff Curtis to hunt another giant creature in the trench. But then deep underwater, the team starts getting picked off by the biggest Meg anyone has ever seen. We then get various monsters attacking by land and by sea with Statham almost getting eaten by a shark. We get more scenes of tourists almost getting eaten a tentacled creature eating a helicopter. And the teaser ends with Statham (laughs) leaping into the air on a jet ski to face off against a shark with a sword. 
Whoa. If, if this does, oh, going very Sharknado, just going, uh, switching out the chainsaw. Yeah, we are going ham. And this is Ben Wheatley, who has directed Kill List, uh, mm-hmm. but also, you know, Free, Fa- Free Fire, which is a wild shoot 'em up. So they're really leaning into the prehistoric. Uh, he did Free Fire, too? Yeah. <laughs> Boy, is that a 180? Yeah, he, he's got list. range, and this sounds like it might be his most insane yet. Um, so Meg 2 will be swimming into theaters on August 4th. Oh, cool. So, yeah, we don't have a whole lot, lot of time to wait for that one, but multiple Megalodon sharks. I'm sold. I'm sold. I don't even care that Jason Statham is riding around on jet skis with swords. I mean, I, mean, I do care. I do. Yeah, I do care. I'm, I'm just playing it cool and failing miserably. <laughs> Meg loves Megs. Megs, yes. I, I do love me some Megalodon sharks, so love mm-hmm. it. Love it. Um, I just hope that, you know, he eats people. I feel like this shark was was starving last movie, so as long as the shark gets to eat <laughs> this movie, I'll be happy. Uh, some news. Uh, best-selling horror author Grady Hendrix's latest novel just released in January. It's How to Sell a Haunted House, and an adaptation is already in the works. Legendary. Awesome. Yeah. Legendary Entertainment, One Movie Rights, and enlisted Coming Home of the Dark filmmaker James Ashcroft to helm the adaptation. I feel like, Zena, you talked highly of that one, didn't you? Coming Home of the Dark, which is super bleak. I did. It is. It's so bleak, but it's beautiful. And on Netflix. You know, yeah. (laughs) On Netflix. Super dark. Um, Grady Hendrix's stuff is not quite that dark, but I'm super curious to see what he he does with that. If that's not intriguing enough, though, uh, it is being produced by Sam Raimi and Rob Tappert's Ghost House Pictures. They're going to produce the film with Hendrix, who's going to be adapting his own novel for the screen. So this guy, it's not enough to have a best-selling book. He's also going to be screenwriting his own uh, novel. So that's cool. And if you aren't familiar with this one, uh, the plot follows a single mom, Louise. She's forced to go home after the death of her parents to, you know, send them off and tidy up their affairs. That would be stressful enough for anyone. Um, but her strange brother, Mark, complicates matters. And then if that's not enough, there's something about their parents' home that does not want to be sold. I have read this book. It is definitely Grady Hendrix's, you know, charming blend of horror and heart. And I'm very, this is not a spoiler because you learn this right away. But Louise and Mark's mom had a puppet problem. She she loved puppets. Um, so I am super curious. Problem is putting it really mildly. Yes, yes, mild. Uh, but Pupkin is a pretty scary puppet. Mm. That's mom's favorite. So I'm very curious to see how that translates to screen. I know you have a hard time believing something like this, but I started this book and I have not finished it. (laughs) Well, I'm like a quarter of the way through. I feel like you've got a little bit of time before the adaptation comes out. So you might want to get on it. I don't know. I don't know. You've got like a whole bunch of Hendrix books where that's the case. Oh, yeah. I'm halfway through like all of them. I think the only one I've actually finished is uh, Horror Story or Horror Horror Story. There you go. Well, I believe in you. Um, Thanks. And then, you know, we haven't had Halloween yet, but I'm already excited for a holiday horror movie coming soon. Uh, This one's from writer Michael Kennedy, who wrote Freaky, and director Tyler McIntyre, who directed Tragedy Girls. Um, Mm. The movie is called It's a Wonderful Knife. 
Don't you get it? I like the word play. (laughs) It's an upcoming Christmas slasher. It's a Wonderful Knife stars Jane Whittup, uh, who's in Yellow Jackets. She is uh, the lead Winnie Carruthers with Joel McHale set to play Winnie's father and Justin Long playing the town's patron, patron, Mr. Waters. The town is set in idyllic Angel Falls a year after saving her town from a psychotic killer on Christmas Eve. Winnie's life is less than wonderful, but when she wishes she'd never been born, she finds herself in a nightmare parallel universe and discovers that without her, things could be much, much worse. Now the killer is back. She must team up with the town misfit to identify the killer and get back to her own reality. It definitely sounds like from the mind of uh, Freaky. So, yeah, I'm excited. All right, listeners, your turn. How many megalodons is too many megalodons? There is no limit. The limit does not (laughs) exist. What percentage of my bookshelf do you think is only half read? It's a lot. You can call or text us at 224-475-1040. The number is also in the show notes, or feel free to email us at bedisgustingpodcast at gmail.com. Finally, Zena is going to make all our lives easier and the sea of horror movie options and clue us in on what's appearing soon that we should be watching. So, Zena, what should we be watching? We already have so many awesome movies coming our way. So, already on Shudder right now, you can check out Martyrs, Inside, High Tension, and Livid. Like, today. <laughs> right now. Today. Yeah. And then, going to Tuesday, so by the time this comes out, um, we have Renfield. It will be available on VOD. So this one is still in theaters right now, but you can watch this one on VOD again. So I don't know if any of you guys checked this one out. I haven't watched it yet because it's not playing in any theaters around where I live for some reason. Oh, weird. Yeah, I know. That is weird. I know. Really weird. Um, Next up, we have Ancestral. This will be available on Screenbox. And I'll just keep it simple and just say that this one offers a haunting twist on sleep per per lap. Oh, my God. I cannot talk. We'll just keep it simple. Okay. It offers um, a haunting twist on trauma. We'll leave it at that. There you go. Words. Perfect. And then on Friday the 5th, we have um, some really cool, interesting things coming our way. First up, we have the first Saturday in October, part one. This will be available on VOD. When a psycho goes on a murderous rampage after surviving a botched ex- execution, only two survivors of his initial attack can stop him. Then guess what? If you loved part one, you're going to love part five. Because uh, <laughs> the first Saturday in October, part five, it just jumps to that, is going to be available on VOD as well. So in this one, a killer stalks and butchers occupants on of houses across the stretch of a lone country road while while they're waiting, while they're preparing for a yearly college football game. So I'm I'm curious to see how we go from one to five. I can so. tell you because mm-hmm. I saw this at Chattanooga Film tell Festival. Me. Uh, they recommend you watch part five first and then you watch <gasps> part one. Oh. Because they, I think I might have actually talked about this like a year ago. Um they're recreating the video store era of our youth where you go in and you rent whatever movie is available. Oh, wow. So, you know, we watched, or at least for me, I don't want to speak for Zena. I just assume she probably was like me where we're watching Friday uh, the 13th part seven before mm-hmm. we even get to the first one. So they yeah. are, they're not really all that connected. You, you could probably get away with watching the first one first, but they, they recommend going five then, then the first one. That's actually what I've been doing with Hellraiser on HBO lately. I've just kind of been <laughs> randomly pulling Hellraiser stories. Well, there you go. 
Yeah, like that kind of reminds me. I remember you guys heard of the movies called Witchcraft, right? There's yes. so many of them. Yeah. I remember mm-hmm. seeing them always in video stores, and I, I can't even tell you which one I started with. So that's really awesome. Okay, so next up we have Deft Roulette. This would be available on Paramount+. Plus. So this one follows seven strangers who wake up in a mansion in the middle of nowhere to, to discover they are a part of a twisted game. They have 60 minutes to choose one person to die. Otherwise, they all will be murdered. As the clock ticks down, the most lurked secrets will come to light and they'll discover they are connected to to connected by a dark past. That's a bit extreme. Like, why do we all have to die, you know? <laughs> Okay. All right, then on Monday, the 8th. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited about this. So these are two of my favorite horror movies. And I know that Megan is a fan of this director as well. So Poison for the Fairies from 1986 and Darker Than Nine from 1975 will be available on Shutter. So oh if you gosh. love, like, it, they're just perfection. This is the same director um, that directed Even the Wind Would Be Afraid. Like, it, listen. Just go watch. Go watch these movies right now. It's gothic just horror, beautiful. Yes. Yeah. If you love like gothic, like dark fairy tale types of movies, this one is for you. It's just, it's beautiful. Just, oh my God. We're so lucky. We're blessed. This has been hard then, to find forever. It has been. It really, really has been. So, yeah. Okay. And then on Tuesday the 9th, The Children of the Corn will be available on Blu-ray and DVD. So just in case, if you want to own it, you'll be able to own it. Or someone's birthday's coming up, so you might want to send it to them. Someone's birthday who was born in May. And then... (laughs) (laughs) Then we also have Daughter. It will be available on DVD. Um, So yeah, this is basically about a woman... Who gets kidnapped by this bizarre family and then they want her just to pretend that she's their daughter. And the things that she witnesses is just terrible. And also, just as a reminder, Evil Dead Rise is still in theaters. And as for right now, it made $86 million um, in the box office worldwide. And it's only been out for like two weeks. So this is awesome news. This is a win. So you know what a win means? It means more Evil Dead. Yeah. And then don't... And then don't forget, uh, Bloody Disgusting TV is available as well as Scream Box. Thank you and good night. (laughs) And that is a Bloody Disgusting podcast for this week, everyone. If you'd like to read more from Megan, you can check out her reviews at bloodydisgusting.com and on Twitter at HauntedMeg. Xena can be found on her own website, realqueenofhorror.com, and the YouTube channel of the same name, or at LovelyZena on Twitter. And you can hear me on my weekly horror narration podcast, Creepy. Don't forget to hit subscribe on your favorite podcast app and feel free to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at BeDisgustingPod or drop us an email at BeDisgustingPodcast at gmail.com. So for this week, I'm John. I'm Megan. I'm Zeno. Grab some popcorn, cozy up on the couch, and watch something you love. Just make sure it's something bloody. Just in case you want to buy it. <laughs> <laughs>